0: Is my co-host richie schneider right uh richie we got a pretty half full bag i guess we got some g-league to talk about the g-league combine was this past weekend two Rutgers performers there we have an update in the assistant coaching search uh, we have an update in the apparel contract uh situation we also yes. have uh, some conference realignment to talk let's just jump right off the top uh and Murray and caleb mcconnell participated in the g-league combine this past weekend Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, neither player ended up getting a, an NBA Draft Combine invite, which uh, you can qualify for if you perform really well mm-hmm. at the G League Combine. It sounded like Cliff might have earned one. It seemed like a lot of people who were there thought he was one of the top performers, but he was not one of the eight players from the G League Combine to earn an NBA Draft Combine invite. Uh, so just talk about what, what you thought, how you thought both players performed at the, uh, the G League Combine this past weekend.
1: Yeah, I thought Cliff did great. Um, I know everyone's uh so I'm gonna start off with this because everyone on the board is criticizing the fact that he's six nine without shoes, and it's like just do you know how much like a shoe gives you like height wise? It gives you a, anywhere between one to three inches. Yep. He's six eleven with shoes on. Why they do it without shoes on? I don't get it, because they're playing in shoes. So yep. whatever. It is what it is. Um but he is definitely a legit 6'11, so you guys can stop that nonsense right there. Um great wingspan. I I think yeah. we knew that already. That was nothing too shocking. Seven foot six, seven, seven quarter, feet, yeah. six and a quarter. Yeah. jeez, I can't talk, uh, hand width, hand length. Everything was like pretty good. Like, um, in terms of numbers wise, maybe his vertical. wasn't as, I know you mentioned it off the pod, but I'm going to mention it on the pod. It wasn't as high as we thought it would be, I guess. But, um, regardless cliff played phenomenal. He had 12 points. I think it was six, seven rebounds in that one game. He started, um, a couple offensive boards. He, he played the role. He did a nice pick and roll. He had a hit, a pick and pop too. Yeah. Um Everyone I've talked to, and I talked to two people that were there. One guy is an analyst that works for a, a big network. I was just bsing with him. Just I'm curious, like how did Cliff do, like overall? Because I didn't, am not watching 24 seven like they are. Yeah. And he's he's like he, he's probably going to earn one. And that was Saturday night. And I was like, all right, well, shit. Like I better get this article ready. Um, yeah. Then I talked to an NBA scout. So now they're technically not allowed to talk about it. So I'm not going to tell you who it was. But um, he basically just said the same thing. He's like, Cliff looks really good, man. Like he actually got a lot better and I was like, Yeah, no shit. Like, thank you. Uh, I've been saying this for the past like four years, three years. Yep. Um Yeah, but uh I'm I'm shocked. I'm a little shocked he didn't get one. I think he kinda got snubbed a little bit and um everyone on Twitter is saying the same thing too. It's not like it's just these two guys I talked to. It's the two guys I talked to and then like six other people on Twitter saying, Yeah, Amori should have got it. Amory should've got it, Mori should have got it. Like Yeah, they I think he just got the shit end of the stick a little bit.
0: And I ultimately, this could be just the best of both worlds for Rutgers, where Cliff went and he he worked out for I think at least three teams. I know it was confirmed the Nets, the Celtics, and the Jazz. Yes, he performed really well by all accounts at the the G League Combine. He got a ton of great feedback. One of the pieces of feedback he got, which I both you and I thought was a little off the wall, was uh taking the ball up. Uh, they want to see yeah. him take the ball up better, which I guess makes sense considering you know. How many times did you see him grab a rebound and then frantically look around for the guy to pass to, even if he had a wide open, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 feet, 20 feet on the court. Uh, But at the same time, you know, he performed really well, got great feedback, and it looks like he is in a situation where it makes the most sense for his career to come back to Rutgers. So, I mean, as a Rutgers fan, you can't really ask for more than that. Um, Personal, just not, you know, no inside info here. I think it'd be hard. To imagine him not coming back at this point, given the, the turn of events, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, no, I think um, saying anything else is just flat out wrong. The kid wants the NBA more than anything. He doesn't want to go to Europe, so just get that one out of your head. He's not going Europe to Europe. will but...
0: always be there. You know, yes. three years, if he wants to go to Europe and play professionally, he could have a 10-year career overseas. But mm-hmm. that's essentially, if you go to the overseas as a 23-year-old, 24-year-old, you're basically giving up on the dream. Like, very yeah. few guys make it back. Like Europeans come over when they're in their, you know, late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. But once you hit a certain age, you're just not going to be looked at the same way.
1: But th- that's his dream. His dream's the NBA. So just you can cut the Europe thing out. Like, I don't know even where that rumor came from. It's just there's it the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm not hating on it. I know where it came from. But like I'm just telling you, like, it just doesn't make sense, logically. Yeah. Um, the kid wants the NBA, so he's gonna do whatever it takes to the NBA. And right now, um, there's there's probably two options to get there. You stay in the draft. You're probably not going to get drafted, but you could get selected like a type of Ron situation, but I don't even think you're going to get a two way right away. You might just get a summer league invite or you hundred percent. Actually, we'll get a summer league invite and you'll have to earn your way through that and try to get to the G league or a two way um, and spend the year in a G league or two and just hope that you can work your way up, which it's happened before. It's not crazy or option two. You come back to Rutgers, play one more year with the boys and uh, make another tournament run and. As we've seen in the past, like tournament runs are are huge. If you can get to that yeah. tournament and and perform at that level in the tournament, that's when everyone in the world is watching because it's the biggest I'd say one of the biggest postseason events in college. I would say I target it's bigger in college football to an extent. Um but yeah, no, I think if you can just make that run in the tournament and play well in that tournament, that's it. Like you're getting selected easily. You're not going to have to do this G-Week camp next year. You're going to be in the combine next year because yep. I think it's required for as early as next year too. So if you want to get drafted, there's some weird rule, but uh, yeah, no, it's one of those two options. So we'll kind of wait and see what he does. But I, I, I like to think right now he's probably leaning towards coming back.
0: Yeah. And I think one other additional thing that we haven't talked about is just how much of a physical specimen he is. So he weighed <laughs> in at 243 pounds at six and a half percent body fat. That's yeah. insane. Like yeah. if you look at the gut, the other players who who weighed in, everything's at like nine, ten percent, or they're only mm-hmm. weighing in at like six, eight, two hundred and fifteen, two hundred and twenty pounds. Like Cliff has some legit mass to him and he's just all muscle. Um it's so just backs incredible. up what we've seen on the court.
1: I know, and everyone's like, Yeah, he's skinny, he's skinny, and it's like, eh, not really. <laughs> like, there's your proof yeah. right there. Like it's maybe it's just the other centers in the league are fat. <laughs> You ever think about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like there's very few Evan. Neils no, I should say fat. On, but on the offensive line, in terms of just like dudes who are mm-hmm. 300 plus pounds and just like all muscle. Yeah, um, a, lot, a lot of fat dudes who are big. It's just kind yeah. of the way things are. It's easier it's, to um, put on fat than muscle.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's definitely tough, but I think you come back. You're probably all NBA or uh, NBA, all Big Ten second team to start the season. And then you yep. probably go because Hunter's gone. Um, Zach Eadie's
0: probably back. Yeah. Back,
1: yeah. So probably second team. And uh, you go from there. I think I had him third team last year. So it's it's a, it's a good start. And you're probably one of the better centers so in the, in the country. So it, it's, it's hard not to go back, I would assume. And plus, you, you know, they are making a trip overseas mm-hmm. to um, Portugal and Africa. I forget where in Africa they told me to and I forgot. Um, and that's kind of how he gets his NIL money if that's the case. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: no, that that makes it, it, everything's lining up for him to come back. And so um, mm-hmm. I, Rutgers should have a really good team next year, assuming that both Paul and Cliff come back, the additions they've made both in the transfer portal and in uh, high school recruiting. And it sounds like they might still be looking for one more guy in the portal. Um, yeah.
1: So. It wouldn't shock me if they had another forward four type or three, four type um, or even a four five type, either or it's just, you need a guy that can play that four role until Mag comes back and then Either backup Quiff or backup uh, who's the three this year? That's the question, Paul.
0: Um, Paul, Gavin, Hyatt, Hyatt Mag. Yeah. One of those. It's just going to depend on you know the time of the year, Line-ups, who's ready, and who's healthy. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, the next topic we wanted to cover is sounds like there's an update in the assistant coaching search. Tell us what's going on with the assistant coaching situation.
1: So today is like, they're full blown, like into it today. They, they've been reaching out to people. Obviously Pike's gotten texts and phone calls and he's done his due diligence. He's cut it down quite a bit, but today is like, all right, we're going to ramp it up a bit. We're going to get this thing done. Cause we need it done like ASAP. Cause that next, uh, life period is June 1st, yeah. I want to say. So yeah, that weekend. Um, so they want to get it done by then. Um, new name popped up. Obviously, or let's start with the old name. The old name that always, that's, that's still there is Jonathan Mitchell. Keep a close eye on it. Um, I don't know if I'd go with finalist or not, but he's definitely on the list. He's definitely on the. Sh- uh, I don't know how short this short list is, but he's definitely on that list of guys that are uh, Pike and crew are looking at. Um, who's uh, the new name? Mike Quinn. Mike Quinn from Boston University. He's an assistant coach over with the Terriers. I think it's the Terriers. I might be wrong. Yep. Um, So there's an intriguing uh, connection there. Everyone, we know Pike wants, is probably going to get a guy that is um, started like this. I heard Pike's going to get an up and comer. It's not going to be an old school guy. It's not going to be like an associate head coach like Carl Hobbs was with all the experience in this. He wants an up and coming coach that's going to help out this staff. And that kind of lines up with what we said last pod where Knight's the head guy of the assistant coaching totem pole. TJ's right there. And you're probably going to be equal or a little bit lower than TJ when you come in. But that's fair because you you don't expect to be the associate head coach day one. Um, so now Mike Quinn, Pikes, I forgot this correctly. Steve Pikel's dad worked at SCSU and uh, I think that's Southern Connecticut Southern State. Southern Connecticut State, yeah. yeah. Uh, when Jerry Quinn, who's Mike's father, played there, that's the connection right there. Now, Jerry Quinn, if I'm pronouncing that right, it's J-E-R-E, so I'm assuming it's Jerry. Um, is a prep school legend at St. Thomas More. He's coached forty-four seasons, forty-five now, I think, and he's had forty-four or forty-five winning seasons, depending on if this counted as forty-five or forty-four. I forget. Um, he's also been nominated for National Basketball Hall of Fame. He's he's been there forever. He, he's led do I, I don't know how many college athletes, like seven hundred something. Oh. Um, and the most intriguing part of this, and I didn't do the the math until now, so I'm looking at I'm like, who goes to St. Thomas More? And I'm like, oh, who goes there? Like, oh, Tyler Betsy goes there.
0: Interesting. So
1: that could be a little, a little segue in getting back in the recruiting recruitment of uh, Tyler Betsy, who's also obviously hearing from UConn, Duke, Memphis, Michigan State. I believe that's yeah, his was, top five. So. Went
0: to St. Thomas More for a year? Who? Quincy Doobie. That was where he finished high school.
1: You're right. That was a long time. Damn. And that was probably under Quinn, considering Quinn's been there for 45 years. Yeah um safe
0: guess <laughs>
1: yeah so yeah there there's some uh there's some interesting ties there now mine is, obviously this isn't quinn himself this is his uh son that that would be on the staff i don't know yep. if he would be an assistant coach per se i think i would personally this is just my guess i'd put him in that that uh director of external operations role or one of those dobo rows or whatever you want to call him um so i yeah i mean i it's some it's very interesting because this guy's number one the connection number two his dad produces at a high rate like he's got every fucking name in the book here i'm looking at um and uh i think his dad actually coached andre drummond too and andre drummond obviously played for yukon and blah blah blah, pico yukon Um so the connections run deep there it wouldn't surprise me if if he was one of the names on the list to keep a close eye on i know samurai hoops tweeted out so shout out to him and uh we're just trying to figure out how to connection and it, it took a little digging but we figured it out
0: yeah uh it sounds like from everything you've reported and everything we've kind of heard about who's being considered that they're looking for a more junior role on the staff
1: because mm-hmm. they
0: have the two senior guys and you know i don't know how much of a budget they necessarily have uh left on their assistant co- coaching pool I'm yeah sure that if, if the, the right person was interested they could find a way to get it same way that chiano seemingly has a bottomless pit to feed to the assistant coaching pool on the football side. Yeah. Um, uh, but Pike's very much about, you know, harmony and, you know, everybody being on the same page and, uh, just in general, there being some kind of, uh, you know, I don't know the best word for it, but. No, I, I know what you mean, be right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, <laughs> I think our, uh, our resident staff writer, Craig Epstein said it best for Rutgers, the money's not there until it's there and it's like if you need it and you need it but you really need it then it's there it's like oh here we go we'll figure it out
0: yeah you can't have it until somebody's knocking at the door letting you know that it's uh it's now or never Shit, i get off the pot and then uh the money tree shits
1: there you Um, go (laughs) so moving on to
0: the next topic here we have an update in the apparel situation and the apparel contract rights obviously for Rutgers athletics is mm-hmm. up with adidas at the end of june uh you're hearing that there's already kind of a few contracts on the table for Rutgers. tell us a little bit more about that yeah it's it's
1: nothing new it's obvious like that uh i guess it's new but it's not new like we knew it's nike and adidas like and that's the fight and i just watched air last night and i, I kind of want nike more uh <laughs> after watching that i didn't realize like adidas was such a powerhouse in the 80s obviously i was yeah. born yeah. so like yeah um it was just crazy, and that's like a great movie, by the way. It's free on Amazon Prime, so you did not have to pay for it. But, oh yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's Nike or Adidas. It sounds like Nike's contracts on the table. Um, it sounds like Adidas just offered a hefty two to three year deal, and they're kind of figuring that out and seeing like if that would be an option. Because if you do the math, two to three years, Dylan and Ace, Dylan tentatively, uh, yeah. and Ace would be. Next year, not the first year of the contract, would be the second year, and then the third year would maybe one of them stays. Probably not, if I had to guess. But you kind of yeah. build on that and go from there. And if you're if you're in the Final Four or Elite Eight or whatever, and you're making noise and your team's actually playing like phenomenal and offense, you're, you're on highlights of you uh, ESPN, blah blah blah, all that's good stuff. um It's gonna drive the money up, so it might be better to do a shorter deal, a short term deal show that show that uh ruckers can do this ruckers can do it at the highest to high levels look at new york city's revenue now look at the revenue we're bringing in just from this one two-year span or two-year span i should say and then it's yeah. like all right now contracts come back up it's like hey look at this we're back instead of being like the acc and we'll get to this and ruining your fucking tv network for the next 40 fucking years or whatever it was mm-hmm. probably 20 something but take the shorter deal and see what you can do. Prove your worth. Sell, or, um you're taking a risk, but I think yeah. it's a, a well worth risk when you already have one committed, nice.
0: Yeah, I guess you know we've seen this in you know free agent situations mm-hmm. with players where they take the the one year deal instead of the long term deal because they, it's a prove it situation. Like they trust that they're going to put what they want to on the field and on tape. Same way mm-hmm. that Rutgers might feel that they can put some, you know, serious buzz in the 24-25 basketball season, which would elevate them to another level in terms of uh, their apparel rights contract. Uh, I, that is a big risk, and I don't know of any other school that's done something like that where they've taken, you know, a short, a very short-term renewal um, in the hopes that their athletic mm-hmm. programs take a big jump in that short-term period because. A lot of these schools, like you kind of know what they are. You know what Kansas is. You know what Indiana is. You know what a mm-hmm. lot of these programs are. Rutgers, I guess, could just take like a massive leap in terms of its reputation over the next couple of years, given what we all expect them to do uh, as fans. But I guess it's a prove it situation to marketers and to, to brands to see if they could actually do that.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, I know you mentioned it more than anyone how these companies are starting to make deals with athletes. Mm-hmm. I don't. So I'm looking right now. Mostly it's just Nike for the most part, right? Other than Indiana and Trace Jackson-Javis. Trace so, yeah, Jack- it was Damn, I can't talk.
0: The top guys at Indiana and and Kansas got those deals. Um, but okay. it was mostly uh, it was <clears throat> on the Nike side. It had a lot to do with social media followings. So DJ Wagner got one. Uh, Bronny James got one. Caitlin Clark got one. A couple other female basketball players got one. Okay. And then on the the Adidas side, it was more so like the top players and Hansel emanuel and he's he's a social media star, so mm-hmm. that's kind of the outlier, but it seems like adidas is is shading towards the the players and not necessarily the social media followers
1: which is interesting because a certain players got number one twenty thousand followers um but It's also like going back to that too. Nike's mostly doing high school kids too. Like they're not just doing it. They're like, they did DJ Wagner. I think it was Brownie James. I think there was a third one, but I don't think Adidas has done a high school prospect yet, but I think Nike kind of opened the door and now they're kind of like, Hey, like shit, maybe we got to do this too. And you know who plays for an Adidas AAU team currently? Ace Bailey.
0: Does he really interesting? Yeah, very, yeah, interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. Very, very
1: interesting. So I'm just saying, like, maybe, maybe there's a little NIL thing going on there. You never know. Adidas, that- go to Adidas school, play Adidas at the next level. Like, you, you, need, a, you need a headliner for your yeah. basketball department, according to the movie last night that I watched. You mm-hmm. can't just have, like, they already have the Michael Jordan, or no, who was it? They already have the, it was Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, but do you really want to be in that category? Or do you want to be number one? And it's yeah, like, exactly. with Adidas, you could be number one. So,
0: yeah, it's also on a state to state level. Some states don't allow their high school athletes to get NIL deals, which no is question. why you see some movement. I know that's part of the reason why back a few years ago, Quinn Ewers left uh, Texas early because he wanted mm-hmm. to go and get NIL because he wasn't allowed to get it in high school. Now, I don't know if that's changed in Texas, but some states do not allow their high school athletes to get NIL. Uh, so,
1: Interesting. Uh, Georgia eh, does not allow is one of yep. one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. That sucks.
0: Yep. Yep. So we will see how that situation progresses because as we've seen, you know, kids find a way to <clears throat> jump high schools when they need to, or when it's advantageous. So if that situation presents itself, I think anybody in their right mind would move to a different state to cash in on a six to seven figure and i in high school. Yeah.
1: What? Sure. You know what? I don't know is Tennessee on that list because he's technically a Tennessee native just playing his high school ball in yeah. Uh, Georgia hmm.
0: yeah but you know I think we're going pretty deep down the speculation rabbit hole here but uh, yeah anyway um, the last thing we were trying to hit on today was there's a lot of conference realignment stuff happening uh, behind the scenes right now. It sounds like Oregon and Washington according to Britt McMurphy's like uh, reporting, have been vetted officially, heard, uh, yes joining the Big Ten. A few other schools in uh, the Pac-12 are also being looked at by the Big 12. The Big 12 is looking at UConn. What, what are you hearing around all these conference realignment things?
1: Um, it sounds like every time this heats up, there's always something that's going to happen. Like it's bound to happen. Like this doesn't heat up out of nowhere. Um, this means that they're at the negotiating table. And they're talking back and forth, whether it be presidents or commissioner or uh whoever someone's talking to somebody it sounds like the big 10 is definitely going to uh definitely going to add two more teams now the question is is like i don't think it's a question. i shouldn't even say it's a question i think they want to go to the west coast i think you need two more teams for usc and ucla so don't make them travel every fucking week to like hey sorry but you're going to new jersey this week hey sorry but you're going to go to maryland the week after hey sorry penn state that week after that so Maybe just stay out there for a month. Have fun. Um, like, no, you're not, not going to do that. And the closest school to them is, what, Nebraska? And that's still fucking far. Yep. So it's it's clear as day. You need to add at least two West Coast teams now. I, in an ideal world, you get Notre Dame. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. I just think the dream's kind of dying a little bit, yep. um, especially because it sounds like, they're not sure what they're going to do with their TV deal. They, they want to, they like the independent thing, which I get, but like when all your traditional opponents are in the big 10 now, it's kind of like, Oh, well shit, maybe just go to the big 10 and just do it. Like, yeah. um, so if they add those two would be six, no, it'd be 18, right?
0: Yeah. You just, 18, I,
1: I think at this point it's just, it's trending towards 20 and <laughs> maybe you go Notre Dame and someone else, uh, to finish it off next next go around. I don't know who that someone else would be, but um, yeah, definitely sounds like that's going to happen. sounds like the, the two powerhouses in football of the ACC are pissed off. Like Florida state's really pissed, which rightfully so they don't, they don't get as much money. And that, like I said before, that TV deal sucks. Like it's bad. Yep. Um,
0: yeah. What else? They're kind of stuck there too. Cause the grant of rights is part of it. And the grant of rights is basically, yeah. they signed away their TV rights <clears> to <throat> ESPN. Um, so they have no ability to get out like a lot of these conferences find ways to have their, their programs wiggle out the mm-hmm. grant of rights is a pretty ironclad, uh, wiggle free situation. So yeah, it's, it's a very bad situation for the ACC that's tied up till 2036. They took a 20 year deal at the time, which because the, at the time the, people were very unsure of, of the hist- of the future of, of the cable industry. And they just wanted to lock in some kind of contract. A lot of uh, a lot of conferences, like the Big Ten, uh, they chose to bet on themselves, take short term approaches, and it turned out to be just genius strokes. Like between Jim Delaney and, and Kevin Warren, they've, they've done such a good job navigating this, as opposed to you know the Pac-12 who's falling apart, the ACC who's in this awful situation. Yeah. Um, that's why leadership is so important. And I mean, the Big Ten has just been a at the forefront of that uh,
1: time yeah time so so i mean just looking at um R- ross uh, delinger's article too it sounds like like i said before florida state's pissed clemson's pissed but you can't get out now the acc could add someone i guess but there's there's a there's a weird thing with that wiggle room too like there there isn't much at all um and that's kind of why they're sitting here like with their hands uh sitting on their hands right now because they can't do anything like the whole deal is just fucked like Um, but the big 12 is in an interesting spot. So apparently they reached out to San Diego state, but San Diego state's probably gonna replace USC or UCLA. And they they like that idea because you get the California teams or California team, and then you get uh, whatever else. Now they're also targeting the Arizona schools, which makes sense for big 12 perspective, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. Um, not Texas either, Texas tech or Texas Christian. Um, or Houston because they're they're adding everyone now because that that school is basically turning into the American Conference with a little bit better football and yep. and honestly they're still the best basketball conference like they're still top tier now there's a rumor the Big Twelve wants to go east northeast specifically and look at UConn so that's another interesting factor Um but if you're a Rutgers fan and just get this a little back on track you don't have to worry about anything <laughs> so it's great. So you could just watch from afar and just eat and get the popcorn ready and just be like, wow, that'd be kind of cool if we had them again. they like, oh, we get to play them again. Like, that's good. That's cool. Like whatever. <laughs> like while you're eating popcorn, just sitting there. Yeah. We were uh,
0: essentially in the house on the hundred foot hill as the uh, villages down at sea level are feeling the, the uh the devastating effects of global warming and we can just sit there and not have to deal with it because we're way higher up than anybody you yeah. could ever get to so it's
1: good. it's it's crazy i who would have thought not me
0: not me as you take the sip of the water yeah <laughs> yeah no we really uh, lucked out um ooh. and i don't, if you haven't read the article uh, i think it was nj.com put it out around the 10-year anniversary of the Big Ten, uh taking Rutgers, all the, the different machinations that Tim pernetti had to go through to, to get Ruckers in the Big Ten. It's a great article series. I don't have the uh the name of the article, but if you haven't read it, definitely check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah no, that's it's it's huge. It's fucked up, but this is fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun um, when
0: you're, you know, not sitting there just wondering if your athletic departments can, you know, be viable for much longer like some teams are.
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um but, yeah, there's there's all kinds of options. So, I mean, uh, while well, I have you guys in your attention real quick, um, since we don't get many comments on our videos, I, w- I want to I change that today. Who yeah. do you want in the Big Ten conference going forward? Obviously, I just mentioned the two names are Washington and Oregon. Could be anyone else. Comment below. Um, let us know who you really think the Big Ten should add. Do, do they go with the East Coast and kind of give another natural opponent for Maryland, Penn State, and Rutgers? Or do they go to the Midwest, go for a Notre Dame? Who's uh got the NBC deal already? So it kind of makes sense there. Or go back to the West and help out USC and UCLA. Or just tell those two to you know, screw off. You're, you're traveling everywhere, buddy.
0: Yeah, no, a lot of different options, and thankfully they can be very selective with the whole process. But uh, yeah, not a bad situation to be in by any means. Yeah. All right, we covered a lot. Anything else you wanted to hit on before we sign off?
1: Uh big sweep from Rutgers baseball. That's I got. I got a couple uh, things actually. Big sweep. Was- Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yes, 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 they won the series. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Won the series. I, I said that wrong. That is my fault completely. Um, but they won the series. It's all that matters. Albany game got canceled, which who cares? It's just going to hurt your RPI because they got four or five wins or whatever. Um, now you got to you gotta win some games here. This is it. Minnesota stinks. It's still going to hurt your RPI no matter what happens. But you got to win some games. I, ideally, you get a sweep. You go in hot into the tournament and make a little bit of a run in the tournament and you might sneak in, but it sounds like you probably have to win a big 10 tournament to get in. So we'll see what happens there. It's, it's an up and down season or should say down then up season. Um, but, uh, they they did bounce back. They look a lot better. So we'll see, we'll kind of see what happens there. And then, um, the other thing mentioned it last pod, I'm going to mention it again. Do you want to have your company right here? Branded on the night report podcast, listening by thousands of fans, every single pod, multiple pods per week. Well, we got a deal for you. You could be like the Reynolds rap and we could have you sponsoring the, our our tinfoil could segment every uh every week, multiple days per week.
0: Right here on my forehead.
1: Uh, oh, we'll we'll get like a marker where, and we'll figure out
0: that is be a sponsor uh, segment. We are open to ideas. Uh, yeah, but we would love to have. Your business as a title sponsor, as long as you are not selling uh, insane people things. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still down to an
1: extent. To an extent.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're not going to get sponsored by like a sex toy shop or like, you know, some random, uh, you know. Anyway, within reason, we're willing to uh, have a discussion, um, shoot you some metrics. Uh, There's a lot of value here for uh, if you're targeting the tri State area for sure.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all I got.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. Thanks to all who have rated and reviewed. We've continued to see a massive spike in reviews since we've been basically panhandling for them at the end of pods. So thank you for those who have listened. If you haven't yet already, drop us a five-star review. It's the easiest thing you can do to help the show. Tell a friend, tell a family member, put it on in the car. They'll say, who is that? They sound both handsome and very informative. And you could say, oh, that's the Night Report. That's Mike and Richie. They have the best Rutgers podcast ever. And you should also subscribe to them and give them a review. But for me and Richie, uh, this has been another edition of the Network Podcast.